can't touch this. Yeah, that's how we living and you know can't touch this. Look 22 past 11. What a news day it's been. And uh, if you have uh, been following the Toby Green case, it's been going for more than four hours. And one man who didn't miss a beat was our man, Sam Medmond, chief footy and sports reporter with SEN. And everyone's been following his Twitter feed of what's been happening at the tribunal. Three matches. Is that a fair result, Sammy? Good morning. Oh, it was probably the minimum for mine, Goss. Great to speak to you. Thanks for having me on. Probably the minimum that um, I personally would have been willing to accept. I certainly would have had a problem if it was more, and uh, certainly the AFL wanted more because their legal counsel, Jeff Gleeson, argued for a minimum six weeks. But after four hours and 15 minutes, it has ended up that, as you say, Toby Green will not play again this season. It is a three-match sanction for him. And uh, he had to leave the tribunal hearing early, so uh, he couldn't even hear his fate in the end. But he was pretty much resigned to, to the fact that he would be missing uh, some significant football um, goss, despite the fact that his lawyer, the QC, Ben Isle, argued only for a financial sanction and that the bell had well and truly rung on uh, on the message getting through at community levels and, and a precedent fine would be enough. But I guess negotiation 101, isn't it? They wanted none, the AFL wanted six, and they settled on three. Today's only Tuesday. Is it going to be put to bed, or do you think there's going to be a challenge? Oh, look, Dwayne asked me the same question a moment ago over here. I'd, I'd be shocked if this wasn't the end of it. I'd be pretty disappointed as well for everything that this represents to the code, to the game, at all levels. Umpire contact is just a strict no-no. We know that. Um, and if GWS, despite the high stakes and this being their best player and their vice-captain, were willing to go down that path, I don't think they'd win many friends off the back of it. I also think it would be a lost cause as well. Sam Edmund, Chief Sports Reporter with SEN, incredibly busy man, but he's taken our call and we appreciate it. Uh, so Matt Stevick, um, he seemed to at one stage look like he was doing everything in his power to make sure it wasn't a big event, but then he, he took the party line and said, well, it wasn't a great action, it's not a great look for the game. Yeah, he spoke with real calmness and clarity, much like he acted on the afternoon itself in question down there at uh, Launceston, didn't he? Now, he was the first one called as a witness, first under questioning from Jeff Gleeson. And he was at pains to say that at the time he wasn't intimidated. Um, he didn't feel threatened. There was nothing aggressive about it, nothing disrespectful. Um, and that he wasn't sure at the time, and the reason why he didn't lay a match day report, he wasn't sure if he'd contributed to the contact. He wasn't sure if another player had contributed to the contact to force Toby Green into him. It wasn't until after the game that the umpire's coach, Michael Jennings, showed him the incident on the phone and told him, a bit was being made of it, that he sent through a statement to the match review officer, Michael Christian, um, detailing all of that. But then he said in the fullness of time, and when he was pushed by Jeff Gleeson, the AFL legal counsel at the end, he did say, to be honest, I don't think it's a good look for the game. And this was the kicker. He said, it's not forceful, but some may form the view that it's demonstrative. There's an element of it that is also disrespectful. So that was a key piece of evidence from uh, from. Matt Stevick, and perhaps as Jeff Gleeson pointed out, perhaps being dignified and calm and mature about things can be just as powerful as anything else. No doubt. Uh, so on the back of that decision, I'm led to believe that the, the, the markets for the head-to-head game on Friday night here at Optus Stadium have been flipped on their head and Geelong are now raging favourites. You take one player out, arguably one of the best players in the competition out, and all of a sudden it leads a gaping hole. But they've been there, done that before, and they've won down in Geelong just a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, well, they won a preliminary final famously without him as well. You won't forget against uh, Collingwood to make it all the way to the grand final a couple of years ago. But it's never a good time to have your best player suspended, let alone in a cutthroat semi-final, as you say, when your team's already battling injuries. The other green Tom's got a broken arm. 
Isaac Cummings in doubt as well. Uh, Sam Reed's probably not going to play. They've battled injuries all year. And this guy kicked four goals in the upset of Geelong down the highway, as you said earlier on this season. To rip him out of that side is just a catastrophic result for GWS, who have defended Toby Green to the hilt. They've pardoned him. They've excused him. I mean, this was just a bridge too far. And perhaps it's finally all caught up with him. And he's got to wear that now as he um, boards the, uh, the plane from Launceston Airport as we speak, Goss, bound for Perth, knowing that he's not going to play again this season. Yeah, very much so. He did play in that game down in Geelong. Uh, four goals he did kick against uh, Geelong. And unfortunately, he's not there. But the fact is that they know they can They can know they can win. Um, and uh, Leon Cameron's going to have to pull something out of the hat there. At the moment, Melbourne are the raging favourites in GWS and now the rank outsiders to win the flag going forward. Mate, the bit of news. Are we expecting a Craig McRae announcement this afternoon? We are expecting, uh, it looks like Dan Andrews has conceded defeat on the AFL Grand Final, and I'm led to believe that uh, Optus Stadium has notified uh, events, people who are holding events here at the stadium in the week leading up to the Grand Final, that they have to find alternate venues now. Yeah, I mean, Optus Stadium, as a formality, wasn't. I can't wait to see it, to be honest. I think they'll do an amazing job over there. We've still got the uh, the pre-Grand Final buy that the AFL are wedded to, despite some grumblings about the need for that. That's when we'll get the Brownlow medal, perhaps on the Sunday night. Hopefully we can get a grand final parade in your part of the world as well, Goss, depending on how the government feels about mass gatherings in the lead-up to the game that perhaps aren't ticketed as well. So I know that's a, a touchy one, but hopefully uh, we can get something along those lines to create the, the fanfare leading in uh, into the week. As far as Collingwood goes, timelines are dangerous. It will be Craig McRae. I've been told for what it's worth, the announcement will be formalised tomorrow from okay. Collingwood's point of view, and then his assistant coaching panel will be uh, formalised as well hot off the back of that perhaps in the, in the days or the next week to come as well. But Craig McRae, the man known as the Fly, will be the next coach of uh, Collingwood replacing Nathan Buckley. You've been crazy busy, mate. I've been following it. It's gone four hours. It's a marathon. You need a Bex and a good lie down. Thanks for joining us, mate. <laughs> good on you, guys. Sam Edmund, uh, Chief Sports Reporter. He's the best in the business. If you haven't been following him on social media today, you've been following the wrong people. Everything he's been said has been clear and concise from the tribunal. Just repeating, Toby Green, three matches. The team is about to fly to Perth, and he won't be playing again this year. What are your thoughts on that? That's right.